Welcome to the Finding Equilibrium podcast, where we dig deep into the battle of the sexes. Because let's be real, the relationship between men and women is complex, nuanced, and often fraught with tension. Women are expected to be assertive and career-driven, while men are encouraged to embrace their emotions and be more vulnerable. But are we really finding balance and harmony, or are we just creating more confusion? We know that finding true equilibrium requires us to confront the uncomfortable truths and challenge the status quo. So we're showing up to call out the cultural narratives that have shaped our perceptions of masculinity and femininity and examine how we can break free from the constraints of societal expectations and ideations, like why women are pushed to act more like men and why men are becoming more like the women they were raised to protect. So whether you're here to explore this seemingly never-ending battle or simply seeking inspiration to bring your own assets to the table, we invite you to join us for some thrilling and controversial conversation. I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Short read, real simple. Basically, these four things that you live by and never making assumptions is one of them. It's just so true. And I've been mindful, yeah. of, but I didn't, I didn't put like a label to it. You know what I mean? It's just something that I've been aware of. But then when I right. was reading about it and I was able to put it into some sort of context, it hit me different, you know? And I'm like, we are so bad about just the gossip and the assumptions about somebody. And does anybody ever go oh, up yeah. to somebody anymore that has a question? They heard a rumor. Right. Do you ever get confronted with, Hey, so uh, what's going on? You know, nobody right. does that anymore. Right. And the whole group, you know, your whole group has this information that nobody in your circle is coming up to you and telling you that, you know, hey, this is what's going around the circle. Because that's the thing. I don't think that I don't think most people have deductive reasoning. I think we expect them to. Women expect men to have fantastic deductive reasoning. How did you not deduce from all my little signals and all the things I didn't say that you weren't supposed to do the fucking thing you did? Mm -hmm. And it's like. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't even have spatial awareness. Where am I? And you thought I was going to pick up on all your little micro expressions? Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm because not even paying attention. Because we are so biologically different, we don't communicate the same. Which right. Oh, why man. communication is so crucial is because we right. assume you know. You assume you know. Like, you're doing your best. You know what I mean? Like We do. We right. That's not fair because... Women, we both assume, but women are subtle and men are blunt. And because men are blunt, we're like, well, I know I got my point across because I said, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But women are subtle and they're like, you know, yeah, he got it. No, we don't. We don't have a fucking clue. Even when you tell us to our face, we're usually fucking clueless. So why the hell would subtle work when blunt doesn't work with us either? Right. Which just comes down to that effective communication maybe you even have to say it more than once but if you know that about the person that you're with because you have conversations with that person you'll know that they need to hear it more than one time or a certain way maybe they're not exactly to have a conversation face to face maybe maybe they need a note maybe they need you to text that memo to them so they fucking remember maybe i love all this stuff we all learn and and uh retain information differently and when you're with somebody that's why communication is killer. And when you know yourself, then you can communicate even better to the person like, hey, I need this or I don't need this. This is how I communicate. When I say this, that means I need a moment. And you respect that, not out of disrespect, but out of understanding, you know? So we two don't things, do that. 
two things with that though is one with when, when a girl tells you something you're supposed to be able to remember it and do it and girls don't like reminding girls don't like setting reminders they do for themselves but girls don't like to have to 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 be that role for the man even though that's what the, that's exactly what the man needs we shoot by our fucking hip stuff's gonna happen or if it don't happen you know so if you tell me two weeks from now we're doing some shit in and out you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in there. If I'm smart, I'm gonna be like, you know, hey, two weeks, blah blah blah. Remind me, phone. I might not do that, you know, because I know they don't have a fucking clue. You know, the girl, she's gonna be thinking about it. It's a birthday party. She got to buy a thing. Like I do a thing. There's a thing. Blah blah blah. You know, she has thoughts about it. Maybe every day. I don't fucking know. I'm not a girl, but I can guarantee that I ain't gonna think about shit until it's birthday party time. And then I'm probably gonna be the dumbasses like, did we get a present already? Or am I going to buy something right now? Or maybe it's a couple days and I got time for some fucking Amazon or something. Like, it's there's no... It, but women get upset. They don't like to fill that role. Even though that's what we need. That's what we need. And that's come back to the mother thing. Like, that's what a mother does. And it's like, yeah, but that's what we need. We need somebody that can do that. And then the other problem is the same perspective. Girls don't like to have to fucking tell you. If I have to tell you to buy me flowers, the flowers mean nothing. If I have to tell you to notice when I'm feeling a certain way or being a certain way or acting a certain way, if I have to fucking tell you, then it completely defeats the whole thing. You're supposed to be in, and I think that's a big disconnect because no, we're not. Men are men. You don't want a girlfriend. You want a boyfriend. So don't expect us to be emotionally available or whatever the fuck that word is that I hear all the damn time. If you want a man, then be happy with man. And if he's not catching your fucking subtle cues, then you're going to have to be okay with being like, hey, you're not noticing what I'm doing, what I'm saying, what I'm feeling, you know? And even when I told you, you didn't make it important to you. I need it to be important to you. Like at some point, grabbing a kid's face is going to fucking grown men are just little kids with ADHD. You just grab their face and say, look, you're not catching on. And then it'll be good from there. But women don't like to do that. And they don't like to fill that role of mom because they used to. They used to not have a problem with being the reminder machine. And I think that, you know, it's like you keep saying, like, we're supposed to be each other's counterpart. We're a team because girls are good with people. That's the whole thing. That's why girls remember all this stuff. Because that's what girls are. They're socially adept. Men are not. But we're going to remember that you haven't changed your fucking oil in way too long. And look at your tires that you're, you're walking by. You're never looking at your tires. You know, my kid's in that car. Like, why aren't you checking your fucking tires? I've told you a million times. Pay attention to the fucking lights on your dash. But... Hopefully the man's not actually acting that way. I'm just like, that's what's being missed is that, you know, it's fine for on that side, but it's not fine on this side. And it's not fair. We get as men, we get that our woman is never going to pay attention to her fucking mileage or her tires or any of the things. It's just right. not fine that there's not a social structure that teaches us. Look what you have to offer and look what you have to offer and you need to appreciate each other and you need to fill in those blanks. Mm -hmm. If you want this thing from him, you got to go this way. If you want this thing from her, you got to go this way. And we're, we're both doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Completely the wrong thing. The biggest issue that we overlook is our DNA 
is really what's driving what we want and what turns us on and what's important. And like we try to ignore it and we get all these things that are covering it up from from social media and stuff. But deep down, for the most part, we want the things that we've always wanted. Statistically, if you sit down 99.9% of the women out there, they want a guy that's taller. At least tall enough to be taller than her when she's wearing heels. And that's not in that's that's great. I get that. That makes complete sense, you know, from what we are and where we come from. But there's so many things on that list that are that thing, that are the whole dominant male gorilla. All the women are fucking the one gorilla because he's the dominant male. Because genetically, especially when you're youthful, your genes your hormones are driving you to pick the man who's going to give you the best reproduction, give you the best genetics to create the best children. And that's, that's how we've been for as long as animals, you know, like, like that goes all the way down the tree, not just people. That's everywhere you look. That's how it works. And we can't escape it. And I think that women, they don't necessarily look for quite the same things that they used to, but a lot of those core things are going to be impossible to get away from. And we just, we don't, we don't have threats. We don't have threats and women are, they, they don't feel it as much. You need, women need a dangerous man because the world is dangerous and we forget and we don't feel it as much. But I know that women, when they're with a non-dominant male, feel that sometimes. And dominant, being a dominant male can, can manifest itself in, in a lot of different ways. That doesn't mean being a big, strong man who fights. It helps a lot. That's definitely like the on the top of the masculine qualities. But there's a lot of other things that are masculinity that don't have anything to do with your, your size or even your status. And women subconsciously know those things and gravitate towards those things. Maybe you're ambitious. Maybe you're confident. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you are strong or tall or big, you know, and it's it's all a physical thing. You know, maybe... Maybe you're smart. Maybe you're just dominant because to be not masculine would be to be feminine. And I think that men with feminine qualities are going to struggle with a boss bitch for sure. But typically that's who you see together because the boss bitch can control the simp Mm -hmm. and she can't get the guy that she thinks that she deserves. I was just about to say, we're not really looking for that authentic attraction we're just looking for the win we're looking for the benefits so that i can be who i want to be and i can do all the things and i can have all the things but most of those girls are still fucking the guys i'm talking about they might be married to the guys you're talking about they might be in a relationship with the guys you're talking about but they're either fucking the guys i'm talking about or they're wishing they're fucking or they're getting attention or giving attention to those guys biologically for sure there is that matchup of feminine and masculine at the core is the minority. Oh yeah. Well, and it doesn't exist. There's very little masculine and there's very little feminine. So it's like you got fairly feminine men and fairly masculine women and fucking sounds like pretty good match really. And that's, and that's what you get. You get a boss bitch and a simp, but the problem is it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It'd be fine if it worked, if it worked, we would have nothing to talk about. And then look at the role models, though, that you're pumping out. If you get a a household that the woman just tells the dude what to do and how to be a man and the man can't be a man and he has a son. Right. Right. 
well, that son's not going to evolve very well. <laughs> well, you're emasculating the boy even at that point. Exactly. You know, so that like, and I think that a lot of males don't really realize what they're doing to their boys. Well, not not just their boys, their girls too. The sure. all the worst behavior from a female tends to come from females that had shit fathers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like that's the biggest fucking thing in psychology that there is is women with shit fathers. I think that we're fucking up the boys really bad too because it's the same situation where we're just we're being emasculated at home, and. As much as I want to be like, you know, women are emasculating us, which they are, but we're being emasculated by ourselves because we're weak. You're allowing it to happen. Right. Exactly. And, and it, you're, you're too worried about, it's all the, it's all the sex is what most of it comes down to is men lose sex in it and it fucks us up. And it's like, I don't want to step on the person's toes that is in charge of sex. And it's like, and we, we're not, we won't leave. And that's the problem. That's the problem is men. If men are getting sex, you should fucking leave. You should, you should fucking obviously do all the channels first. You know, it's like you should jump right into, I mean, counseling is fairly garbage a lot of the time, but this doesn't mean don't, don't try. Trial your options. Yeah. Right. But my point is just that, you know, men will, will drag on, you know, and let shit be a certain way. But when you see men that are like, Oh, well, fine. I guess we're going to break up. They end up fixing shit and being together forever. Like when a woman knows that a man can walk away or the man has other options or other people are interested in her man or blah, 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 blah. Female jealousy is a fantastic thing. It's great. It's healthy. Keeps the relationship alive. Male jealousy, on the other hand, is exactly the opposite. You shouldn't have any male jealousy. You should be able to just walk away. You should be able to act like you're not even sad. I don't care how you feel. You can't even be sad. And if we could just teach our kids when it's okay and when it's not, I think that, but we, how do we do that when we're sitting there and we're doing it to ourselves? We're at home and we're like, yes, dear. Yes, dear. And the kid's like, he don't believe that shit. <laughs> Listen to that. Yes, dear. I'm 10. I can tell. So then they grow up to be, yes, dear. Yes, dear. And then we just create a whole bunch of these masculine women. Because then they got to be masculine. Because what the fuck else are they going to do? He can't build the shelf. Shelf's got to get built. I can't hire somebody to build Ikea shit. I mean, you can, but you better be rich. So now all of a sudden, she's got to be making the dinner and building the shelf. What the fuck's he even there for? Mm-hmm. Get down the road. I don't care if you love me. You provide nothing. Yeah. I just read something today too that was about like the biology of a child from toddler to four, you know, before they get consumed and corrupted and all that shit is they're just wild humans. They just act on instinct. They run around with a smile and a shitty diaper. They don't, they're not worried about yesterday. They don't care about tomorrow. They're here for the moment and they're just running on pure instinct. And then they get reprimanded for being who they're supposed to be biologically being themselves. And as the years go on, we just get more and more conditioned to be further away from our wild gorilla ass selves. And then we don't know, we can't tell the difference between male or female or roles or anything is because it's like, what happened when we were, you know, go back to when you were four years old, Right. be that person. 
right. step into that role. He knew what was up. Right. Nobody had to tell him. He just knew. And we we talk we made him that out of everybody. We domesticate humans. Yeah, degenderize them. Yeah. For sure. Because that's what we are. We're just We're getting fucking faded animals. Todd Barker in his subliminal message. What? <laughs> I said, we're all getting spayed what's, and neutered. And I said, Bob, Bob Barker's Barker. subliminal message wasn't about cats and dogs. It was about us. Don't you remember the prices, right? When he was all like, of pets, spayed and neutered. It wasn't about the pets. It was us. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking memory to pull out of your hat. That was awesome. That's so real, man. That's so real. All I can do is try and raise my kid that's already been exposed to all of it. And that's what I said at the beginning, because I think that's the most important thing. It's the only thing we can do. There's another influencer. I can't remember who said it, but I was was listening the other day, and he said something about how 98% of that shit can be negated with good parenting. You know, because when the kid's exposed to the fucking bullshit, it's just like the kid already knows his bullshit. They were asking these, I can't remember, this is a long time ago I saw this fucking interview. They were interviewing these Asians, and I, I can't remember, it must have been Chinese people, I would assume, because, yeah, it had to, because they're uh, propaganda. There's a lot of propaganda, you know, and they were like, I think it was Americans interviewing, yeah, it must have been Americans, and they were like, you know, well, how do you deal with all the propaganda and stuff? And he, and he was like, just the opposite of you. We know that all of our media and all of our news and shit is propaganda. So it doesn't affect us. We just know that we know what it is. We're woke. It's you idiots that don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. Like, our propaganda is worse, but our people are better. Your propaganda is not quite as strong as ours, but it's working better. Like, and it's true. That is true. I think that just is the the fear that's instilled in us biologically. Again, um, generation after generation, I just think that fear, we've normalized it. So if we are to step away from all that propaganda, what what's going to happen to us? You know, if right. we don't conform, what what's going to happen? And we're just ignorant like that, I think. And And when you had said something about other cultures and... It's interesting on how traditional other cultures are. Yeah. How we're how we're taught, you know, like yeah, the propaganda is the propaganda, but how we are taught to have a perspective or an opinion or how we right. live our lifestyles and make decisions based on that is completely different than those other cultures. So it's just interesting that right. you know, you can even go back to other cultures and look at the traditional roles that haven't really shifted. So I mean, it is our society. Right. Yeah, oh Not yeah. And it, and it comes from the family. Those those societies are the the family structure is stronger. Mm-hmm. So the the children have core values. In America used to be all about core values. And then our generation it was getting softer. And then the generations after us, they're bastardized. You know, core values are like you shouldn't want this, you shouldn't be that, you shouldn't have a problem with that. Shouldn't have an opinion on that. That's the big one now. You shouldn't even have an opinion. What the fuck? That's all this is. That's what this that's what this whole life is. Is my fucking opinion. It's my opinion, just mine. For all I know, everybody else is a goddamn simulation that I'm fucking living in. 
And I'll be damned if my opinion isn't the only one that fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand how you can make it so an entire, not just because generation. We're taught, but like, we're taught to put everybody before ourselves. We don't have to worry right. about our opinion. Everybody with our a gay opinion, pride sticker our opinion is not gay. Matter. What's that? I said most of the people with a gay pride sticker probably aren't even gay. You know what I mean? All the it was yeah. all all the BLM stickers were on white soccer moms' cars. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you said. It doesn't even the shit doesn't even line up because we want to be all inclusive. Yeah, it is tough to stand out and to not be like going to pick Weston up at school, drop him off or whatever. In the beginning, it was like we were friendly with everybody. Hi, you know, how you doing? But then as time has gone on, we don't ever get into that kind of conversation. So we've just separated ourselves from that. But we look like the outsiders because we don't we don't get into that conversation. I can't get on that level of conversation because I think they're the majority who is just buying into this propaganda shit. And I, I cannot communicate with them. Right. Well, you try to. So you start having conversations because there's there's a lot of things. Like, I'll just use myself for an example instead of you because it's easier to use myself. So if I'm, like, talking to somebody and let's say they're into organic food and stuff, you know, or into cooking and stuff, you know, and I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah, completely get where you're coming from. And I completely, we're on the same fucking level. And then all of a sudden they hit me with something religious or they hit me with some conspiracy level thing that they don't believe at all that just seems obvious to me and it's just like very quickly degrading my ability to relate with this person on a real personal level because their belief system to me is so fucked up that it's like fuck we can't even be friends we got to keep doing that over and over and over again and i think that's one of the reasons people want to be so all-inclusive so it's just like you know and you'll watch these people you, you, you have friends everybody has friends that are like transformers where they'll be like racist over here and not racist over here. And maybe they're not even racist, you know, and they'll be like, oh, I'll eat Taco Bell. No, all organic. And it's just like wherever they are, they're a fucking chameleon. They're like the real imposter, the poser. That's what a fucking poser is. But then they have friends everywhere they go. They're friends with everybody. Everybody likes them. Hmm. We, we need to get back to being OK with the fact that, you know, you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat, but we can still be friends. And we can have an argument about the shit and yell and scream and, and still be friends. And like, that's a big thing at home is men and women have to be able to have arguments in front of their kids. You have to argue in front of your kids. Your kids have to know that arguments are life and they can be healthy. And even if they can be, even when they're rough, we can come to a compromise. Everybody can get heard. Sometimes people raise their voices, you know. There's, there's fucking all these lines in the sand. You don't fucking call names. You do your best not to raise your voice. You keep your hands to your fucking self. You teach the kids how to do the fucking shit. You don't hide in a closet every time you want to you yell. You separate the kids to yell at this one or yell at that one. You got to show the kids how the, they're just going to be you when they grow up. They're going to do all that dumbass shit that you did. And by then, you're going to realize it was dumb. Man, I wish I hadn't have done that. Well, now your kid's doing it. Now that's how your kid's raising his kid because you never went back and were like, hey, I wasn't that great of a fucking father. I shouldn't have been doing this. I shouldn't have been doing that. It's like everybody with their first dog. We all fuck up our first dog. And then when you have a second dog, it's like, you know, you do shit way different. 
well, some of us only have one kid. Or some of us have all our kids at the same time. And it's like, you get three kids down before you realize all your fucking mistakes. And we just need to open our fucking eyes and be organic. Just be organic. And stop, you know, completely... It's not our job to judge all the shit that we do. You know, I'm not saying to not be good, but just because you do things that might not be exactly what you wanted, whatever. Like, you can't fucking judge yourself. I had this thought today, like, what if someone asked you, what do you do when life gives you lemons? And I, in my head, I was like, well, I like lemons. And then that was it. I just sat there for a second. I was like, well, that's not really an answer. Because it's an analogy, it's a metaphor for life, not, there aren't any fucking lemons, asshole. And I'm like, but life is lemons. That's what life is. All You're the fucking time. taking it. Okay. Like, I, I guess life gave me lemons, so I'm going to figure it out. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, right. that's, that's exactly what it is. Life is going to give you lemons all day, every day. That's what life is. It's made of fucking lemons. Not what are you going to do when life gives you lemons? Life is lemons. What are you going to do you, with these lemons? Exactly. Learn to enjoy the difficulties, the strife, the path. And you won't have any of these fucking problems. You'll have all this uncertainty and depression and lack of confidence and all these things. We put this shit in our head that we're supposed to be happy. You're working to be happy. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. You're super, super lucky. To have joy here and there. And the more that you learn how to enjoy the things that you think aren't happiness, the fucking happier you're going to be. Because whatever your perspective of happiness is, your perception of it is, it's not real. It's just something you felt a couple of times in your life. And it's like a, the drug that you're trying to get back to. And you can't. Heroin is only heroin. The only way to feel like heroin is fucking heroin. You can't trick yourself into being happy. You know, oh, everything's terrible. Just be happy. Bad advice. See, I see happiness as like a, a state. A it's state? Not, yeah, it's not like you can't always be in this blissful happiness 24-7. Because like you said, life is life. But I think happiness is a compilation of gratitude and making the best out of the lemons that life gives you and being content. I think it's it's more than just happiness or nothing. That's kind of skewing the definition, though. But happiness, I don't think, has to be a constant state. But that's what happiness means. The, the actual definition is the state of being happy. Not the constant state of being happy. Uh, it doesn't say constant, no, but assumably you're not happy if you're not happy. I, I don't know. I disagree with you on that because I feel like for the majority on a whole, like on an average, you take all my good days and all my bad days and put them all together. Like I would say most days I'm pretty happy, even on the shit days, because I have a lot of things to be grateful for. But it doesn't make the hard times easier just because I am happy the majority of the time. I still feel yeah, pain and sadness. You know what I mean? But it's just. The definition of happy is pleasure or contentment. Contentment. Yeah, but not pleasure. 
Pleasure is a piece of that. Contentment is having all of those things. I really struggle to disagree with you because what you're saying is right. What you're saying is that if you can find joy in things and you can be content in your life, that is what happiness is. And that is what happiness is. But I've never heard it taught that way. We're supposed to just be happy. That's what we that's what we've been trying to teach each other for the last decade. It's like, you know, just be happy. And it's like, no, sometimes a lot of the time, stuff has no joy. Stuff has no pleasure. I don't know what everybody else does with their time, but a lot of the things I do are very much the opposite. Very much the opposite. Some of them are terrible. You know, sometimes I, I do, you know, jobs specifically are fucking terrible and I don't let it take me down but at the same time there's no pleasure in that day maybe the couple of phone calls from my kid or something there's joy here and there littered throughout the thing if I was to step back and look at my life there's a lot of happiness for sure you know and maybe that's more realizing that you're already having happiness but I think that we're teaching each other to try and get to a state of happiness all the time. Well, yeah, this constant positivity. And I like right. in my own in my own business, I am an inspirational guru, but it's only because it comes from a place of pure experience in knowing what that lowness is. You know what I mean? So like I can yeah, teach yeah. on the inspirational side because I am teaching it from a point of understanding not a point of like preaching. So it's just like, I think when life has given you so many lemons and you start to appreciate and really just be content and you start no. to find yourself. No, <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't speak for women right now. I can't speak for two women right now. I'm not speaking for women when I was saying that either. Well, then good. Cause speaking for men, speaking to men, contentment is the last thing that you should be. You should never be content. You should never, never find contentment. You, you stopped me before I could expand on that because, again, I think of it differently in that contentment is in the present moment. I feel like there breeds safety, fear, things that you can't control in chronic contentment. But the fact of just being grateful and in the moment of the present that contentment, intermittent contentment is the happiness. Because tomorrow, you might not feel that same contentment. Something might rock you. I think it's just perspective, but I just, I, I'm speaking from how I felt and how my whole mindset has shifted from, you can't be positive all the time. You can't be fucking happy all the time. That's an unrealistic expectation. And like you said, poor advice, stupid. Right. You're telling humans to not be human. Not going to happen. But it's, it's all about your perspective and how you can you can see those lemons. It's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. And I just don't think that we can have we have to be one specific state and it's all or nothing. I think that we right exactly should forever be on this continuum of emotion right. and yeah. Right. My <laughs> my environment's on fire, but I'm just going to be positive about it. <laughs> yeah. No. What like, positive thing can I pull from this house fire? Oh. <laughs> right. Right. My problem with the contentment thing is just that I I feel like for the most part, contentment is a state and men should never be content with their state. They should yeah. never 
a man should never look at himself and feel like he is enough or is being enough or can't be more or can't do more or create more or acquire more. I think that that is already built into us and isn't nourished enough. You know, that's definitely one of the toxic, toxic traits is, Mm -hmm. you know, not really, but, but in women, I, I do feel like that's a big issue is that women don't find contentment with much of anything. And I think that, that women should try and be more content with, you know, because the funny thing is when it comes to finding a, a mate, we're reversed. Like men are so easily made content. Like so few boxes to check when it comes to, to finding a good woman. And women will have a man that fucking checks off so many boxes and they're just still not good. Still isn't good enough. Right. Like just, and it's subconscious even a lot of the times. So it's not outwardly thing. It's just like, you know, I wish this. You know, how often is a guy like, you know, I wish this. Like, I don't know. I can't speak for other guys. When we love our women, we just love our women. We don't come home and say, I wish you did this. Or I wish you were like that. Or I wish you were this. You know, we tend to just, you know, take it as it is. Take them as they are. And I don't see that from women. I feel like women are very not content when it comes to. You know, even a good mate. And that's why, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure there's a biological thing that is driving that. And that's why I keep saying, be the be the big gorilla. Because if you don't stay on the fucking path, she's going to end up with somebody who is. So, even if she's the one telling you to get off the path, you can't be going to the gym, honey. We got to do this and we got to do that. Then you better find a different fucking time to go to the gym. Yes, dear. Or whatever the fuck it is. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, dear. I'll I'll stop the the boys' soccer team that I've been doing for twenty years because some stupid reason. I don't know. I can't awesome. I can't slap you at the dinner table. <laughs> I, I women are awesome. I always sound like I'm I'm misogynist. I'm not. Like I, I'm definitely one of those people that my dad got me pretty hard last night. Even said something about how. I'm one of those guys that's got to have a woman, a woman in his life. That's what, what, one of my fucking problems. And I'm just, I really struggle to see that as a negative thing. And fuck the need. I don't need any goddamn thing. But I will be damned if I will not realize the amount of benefit that a good woman would bring to my life that I don't have without. So, yeah, I guess I, I'm. I'm not going to pretend like I can't live without it, but it'd be silly to try. You know, it's just, it's getting hard to want to, you know, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of traditional women out there. So it's like, maybe I should just get used to, to, to pretend like if I found a good woman, I wouldn't fucking, you know, move the universe to get to her. That's, that's silly. Cause there's no doubt. I don't know if I'd ever want to get married again to be in a serious relationship with somebody that's ride or die. There's nothing in this whole world is like that. Yeah. I mean, that biological need to want to be with somebody like physically, emotionally, all of that. It's just in somebody that denies the reality of that. Like, I don't know what planet you came from, but like you say it all day long. You know, you can be a hard ass. You can say that you don't whatever, but 
to what you're saying too, is just the, the work, the effort, the energy, the bullshit that you have to go through to even be in this mediocre relationship, right. just to be with somebody. When that's something that you aspire and that's something that you've gone through such a road with not just one, but a couple of people in your life, you really do question like, is it worth it just right. to, but then, yeah, when you think about it, you're like, I don't, I just want, I just want that. And it's not right. going to be perfect, you know, right. but there's definitely that war constantly, you know, like, do I, do I not? Do I put the effort and energy? Is it worth it? Well, let me tell you why it's worth it. We're broken because women get with the guy that they, they perceive as being the strong, confident male. He's really the asshole. He's really the dickhead. He's really all the things that, you know, aren't, aren't the good things. He's a narcissist. It's coming off his confidence. You know, she's not a psychologist. What the fuck does she know anyway? You know, I, it seemed like confidence to me, goddammit. So men get with all these toxic guys. And over and over and over and over, I say it all the time, all the women are fucking the same guys. All the women are fucking the same guys because they are. So if all the women are fucking the same guys, then those guys aren't good monogamous guys. They're not the guys that you want to create a life with. But you see them as the strong, confident alpha with the status and the money and the blah, blah, blah. So we're all fucking the same idiots, you know, and, and maybe they're good guys and they're just taking advantage of what they've worked for and what they've become and they don't want to be locked down. So maybe they're up front with the fact that they're like, you know, hey, I'm in the prime of my life. Like when you were 20 and, and you know, now I'm 35, those are comparable things. So you got these guys that are kind of shitting on these women. So these women are fucking broken because they've all they've had all these broken relationships with guys that strung them along and pretended to be interested or whatever it took to sleep with them because that's what we fucking do. And then, you know, they're damaged. And then you got all these guys that were basically placeholders, the good guys, the friend zoned guys that were placeholders or in a relationship with these girls who, you know, were with them for four years. And then she leaves them for some some asshole in a band or something, you know, that, that lasts for five minutes. But the relationship is over. So now you got all these guys that are damaged because they're not good enough. None of these guys are good enough. They're just placeholder guys. And then all these girls, they feel the same thing. They weren't good enough because they're trying to get with guys that are, that are out of their fucking league, frankly, because a, a woman that's a whatever level status and looks can have sex with a much higher level guy. It doesn't mean that she can get that guy to be monogamous, but it's going to skew her perspective on what she is worth in the dating market. So you got, you got both sides that feel the same way. That's why it's so worth it is because the guy's got to stay on his fucking path so that he can find a girl that finds the guy on his path. And then they can become the team that you're always talking about because you've got the monster and then you've got the female to support it. And there's nothing that can stop that. There's nothing that can stop that, but we got, to come together first and realize that these men are going to have to create something of themselves if they think they're going to keep a decent woman. And these women are going to have to realize that the top half a percent of men probably aren't for them. And if they just lower their standards a tiny bit, they can have the man of their fucking dreams that's going to treat them exactly the way they want to be treated. He just might make a little less than she wants or only be a little bit taller than her. 
or whatever. And the guys, we do it to ourselves. If you're not going to fucking man up, then you're going to keep having that same bad result from your relationships. Yeah. Um, which is, so we know it's worth it because we know what a good man and a good woman can come together and create. So we know it's worth it, but stop trying to find a good woman if you're not a good man and stop trying to find a good man if you're a delusional woman figure out your own stuff be who right. you are and what you like, want yeah don't that's the don't portray one. this falsity of this lifestyle or this person that you want to be or the person you right. want to be with just be authentic from the beginning and just run with that if anything it's going to be less of a mess than somebody that you're trying to get in a relationship with that wasn't meant to be in the first place because it was all based on this falsity right Right, which put a pin in this, but we should really, really, really have a long conversation about uh, birth control. Okay, noted. Because it's everything you just said. Like, we put these girls on birth control as little kids, and their hormones say that they're pregnant, which makes them look for a specific kind of man. And then all them years later when they're done having kids and their body no longer is in I'm having a baby mode, they're going to look at that dude and they're not going to have any fucking love for him because you pick a different mate when your body is in the middle of having a baby. Oh, this goes so good into society and all the shit is it's, it's so much more beyond oh, yeah. birth it's control. Sick. It's the hormones in our food. It's oh yeah. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Well, there you go. You just heard it first. Another topic for us to discuss here on the Finding Equilibrium podcast. In the meantime, that wraps up episode two. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please like, share, and leave us a review. We also want to invite you over to Instagram where you can follow us at Finding Equilibrium Podcast. Otherwise, stay tuned for episode three where we're going to discuss what in the hell it is that women really want. So you don't want to miss it. Thanks again for being here. See you next time.